think of you as I'm having my, uh, I might have smoked salmon for breakfast. And you, and you, pal. <laughs> anyway, sorry, there you are. I'm feeling such a chipper mood this morning. It's so annoying, isn't it, when you get somebody who's in a good mood, first thing. Because some people wake up in the morning and they go, oh, another day. Me, I can't wait to bounce out of bed, change the shower head. Because, uh, yes, because I'm, I bought two shower heads. In fact, I've, I've got four. One lights up, as you know, from I Want One of Those, which is quite... But I haven't quite got used to seeing my body bathed in blue light. I suddenly realised it's even more attractive than I thought it was in the first place. Uh, and then it sort of changes, it just goes to a, a gradual pink. That's not the shower, that's my body colour. And then I've got another one, which is a very small shower head, but by God, the water pressure whizzes through it. Because the one thing I don't have trouble with is water pressure. You can strip skin on my shower heads. And so I've got that one. And then the day before yesterday, I put another one on. It's a big rain shower thing. It's a big, I think it's called an Amazon drencher or something, whatever it is. And I tried that and I thought, do I want that? No, so I disconnected that and I put the other one. So I've got the small one on, which is, which is even better. And it was really good this morning. So I had a fantastic shower. I did, I mean, I just, I, I sing in the shower. Not well, but I mean, I sing. I make, I make the effort. And, uh, and I bounced out, did my talcum powder, put my new pants on and here I am. Steve Allen, cheap and cheerful, ready to go between now and seven. And Alan Dodgem's here because it's Tuesday. Good morning. Good morning. Great to see you. And happy, to you. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you too. Compliments of the season. You're looking very well. Thank you. Your skin looks a bit stripped off from the shower, but there you go. Off. I know. I mean, but I actually think the sort of the, the peeling skin look is quite attractive. Oh, is that, is that what's in at the moment? Do you know what I had? The one thing I hate, you go on holiday and I don't tan. I'm not a tanning person. I don't like sitting in the sun. I'm not like, Dale can sit in the sun for days and weeks on end. I can't do it. I get bored and I burn. And I'm not the sort of person to keep putting lotion on. And then I put a little bit of lotion on and that's about it. And then I get back and then it starts peeling off. And the skin starts going and then you rub it and then more comes off. And you, you get out of bed in the morning and because I've got, I have coloured sheets, uh, different, different colours. Yeah. And all I've got is, is dead skin sitting on the bed. It's not an attractive look. And then on, on the top of your head, if you don't have a lot of hair and I have my hair shaved... Uh, it's, uh, all of a sudden, it's like dandruff. And you know that people are sitting behind you on the bus, because I, I do travel with common people occasionally, and, and you know that there's a bit of skin hanging down the back, and they're oh, looking stop. at it thinking, he's quite clearly got some incurable disease. <laughs> How on earth did we get onto this subject straight away? I don't away? know, I just didn't know what to talk about to start the programme. You are looking very showbiz today. I'm very showbiz. Hang can I just move around here? Oh, okay. Is it only because I... I left with papers. I was distracted by the phone op on the overnight. You've got a lot of things to talk about today in that, a lot of in that pile. A things to talk about, yes. But, it, but try, trying to get... They call him the assistant producer on the overnight programme. It's the person who does the phones. Uh, trying to get him out of the chair was a nightmare. Would you out to the he chair? He didn't want to go. He faffs around, honestly, like an old woman. And it just drives me... All I want to do is settle down, put my glasses on, open my tiny tangerines, and open my present from Canada. You don't even know what it is. I don't. But I have a joke for you. Oh, go on. I have a joke for you this morning. I don't have to put my glasses on. What, it's seven minutes past five already? A joke? A joke. This actually came in, incidentally, thank you to all the people who, uh, who downloaded Michael Winner yesterday. Record numbers for downloading Michael Winner in conversation. You've had a lot of good feedback from that. Great. You know, we got more feedback from him. In fact, we, we get a number of people, you know, normally they all do very, very well. Occasionally you get somebody, people go, oh, they're actually completely different to how I imagine. And what did they say about Michael? Completely different. They oh, laughed right, okay, him. Right. Because all the way through, else, he laughed. 
I was also laughing, but I think mine was a slightly more nervous laugh. Oh, right. <laughs> more a tick. Oh. <laughs> but he laughed all the way through. And that is always a very, very good sign of a very, very good interview, I think. You know, you're supposed to make people laugh, aren't you? You're supposed to have fun. You're supposed to have fun. So here is our fun joke this morning. Are we all ready? Sent in by Paul. A burglar broke into a house one night. He shined his flashlight around looking for valuables... And when he picked up a CD player to place in his sack, a strange disembodied voice echoed from the dark, saying, Jesus is watching you. Nearly jumped out of his skin, clicked the flashlight off and froze. When he heard nothing more, after a bit, he shook his head, promised himself a vacation after the next big score, clicked the light on and began searching for more valuables. Just as he pulled the stereo out so he could disconnect the wires, clear as a belly head, Jesus is watching you. Freaked out, he shone the light around, frantically looking for the source of the voice. Finally, in the corner of the room, the flashlight beam came to rest on a parrot. Did you say that? he hissed at the parrot. Yep, the parrot confessed, and then squawked, I'm just trying to warn you. And the burglar relaxed, warn me, her. who in the world are you? Moses, said the parrot. Moses, the burglar laughed. What kind of people would name a bird Moses? The kind of people that would name a Rottweiler Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and thus endeth the first lesson this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Don't break into people's houses. Uh, Clarissa Dixon Wright, you're quite right. Uh, has been recorded for In Conversation. We haven't run it yet. Uh, and it'll probably be run... Um, soon. <laughs> you know, you don't know. If I, well, well, in fact, we have a few that have been recorded, that we haven't put out yet. Linda LaPlante has not been put out yet. Oh, I'm looking forward to hers. Yeah. Uh, on a Blackman. Oh, that one. Not put On a Blackman out yet. Clarissa Dixon, right. But here is the present this morning. Love presents. Love presents. Love presents. Now, this is from Thomas, all the way from Canada. And you really have no idea what's inside well, this? Well, it just says DVDs, tick, gift. And that's... Uh, seriously, I'm not... I'm, I, I like Do you think maybe you should have checked it before you brought it in here? What's the point? I was all about, well, presumably customs have done something with it. Oh, my goodness. What? Not going to tell you. Oh. Anyway, so moving on to other things well, no, on the come show. No, if you're opening it, Sorry? we all want to know what's in it now, seriously. Well, I've just told you, DVDs. Yeah, but you just went, oh, my goodness. As is, it's... Okay, it's, it's the Tiger Woods uh, video. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a copy of White Christmas. Only this is the anniversary edition. Oh, a Christmas nice. Carol with Reginald Owen. Oh, which one? Which, let me see, let me see. Very old. I've seen that one. I don't think I can. I have a look. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to work out if I have seen I've that one. I've not seen that one. Wait a minute. And this is so exciting. I love you presents. Know, I haven't seen this one. Miracle on 34th Street. It's a... Come on, blimey, gone berserk here. And also a Christmas story, Un History de Noël. Now, are you going to be able to play these? Yeah. But if they've come from Canada, are they going to be... I'm multi-region. Oh, check you out. Well, you must be multi-region, don't be silly. Of course, you, everybody is. I don't think I am. Even the overnight phone-off must be multi-region. I don't think I am. <laughs> Are you not? I don't, well, Thomas, I don't thank so. you very... Well, how lovely. This is very festive. Very, very festive indeed. And presumably, they're all in French. What? Sorry? Why? Oh, well, from this Canada. Is Canada. Well, no, if they're all in French, it'll Look, be Miracle on 34th Street, Le Miracle de la 34th Rue. Well, this Christmas carol's not in French. 34th Rue. <laughs> well, this one is, look, It's a Wonderful Life, La Vie Est Belle. OK. So that's why they're all, all in French. 
How lo- Thomas, thank you very much indeed. I'm very, uh, very jealous. Not for sale or distribution outside the USA yes. and Canada. So he's broken the law sending them to you. Dale says, I've got a picture of you, bright orange, when you fell asleep in the sun in Florida. He has as well. And so why is he not sending it over to us straight away? He says, by the way, I got a signed Michael Winner book in the mail. Great book, but why me? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea. I didn't say... Did he say... He must have sent it to you. I didn't send it. Oh, which one is it? Is it the is it the new one, Winner's Dinners, or is it the... Um, is it the Big Fat Pig diet book or something? I think. How funny... <laughs> He says, but why me? And there is a... Pi- what do you mean you've got a picture of me bright orange? When was that taken? I want to know when he's going to send it over. I want we to don't want this. to see it, thank you very much indeed. We really don't. Not, no. The only thing bright orange in here... Tiny tangerines. Tiny ones. Hey! Love tiny tangerines. Especially on a Tuesday. And a Christmas card from Thomas. And this one says... Uh, I originally bought you one of those neat musical Christmas cards that plays a song whenever you open it, but the dog ate it. Now he farts whenever he plays Jingle Bells. That's <laughs> <laughs> only in Canada. <laughs> no hope, is there? <laughs> Could drive you mad after a while. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Thomas, very much indeed. These are fabulous. These Aren't they great? Aren't they great? We love presents. He said, I've come to the conclusion in the last couple of months that you really like Christmas. He said, like myself, you're an old movie buff. So enjoy them. Thank you. Do you know, I tell you what, every, we laugh every morning. When we walk down the studio... What? Have you seen what's printed on the front of this DVD? No. Not only has he sent you some DVDs, but there's a voucher on the front for free downloads of songs. Is there? There is indeed. You can get free music now. Right. In Canada. Maybe only in Canada. In Canada. (laughs) In French. In French. Which is okay. (laughs) Thank you. Because you're fluent. So we we walk down the corridor and we like to see how festive Global have become. So in in the reception... In the reception, you, uh... going to keep you going all day. Uh, we've got two Christmas trees. One, uh, opposite reception and one on the little landing bit, which is very nice indeed. Um, I haven't checked in Capital to see whether they've, they've got decorations. I haven't looked in XFM because it's too dark. Well, they haven't seen the producer's studio bit. They haven't. They haven't. I haven't noticed no. anything. But Classic FM have <laughs> gone berserk. Now, I know the reason for it. Why? Because I bumped into Simon Bates the other day. And Simon said, listen, love. He said, listen, because he, he calls me love. And he said... you know him. Because I know him, because we're, we're showbiz and we've worked together over the years. And he said to me, he said, have you noticed how, how the studio's looking? He said, yes, yeah, because we, we, we have somebody in the company who hates Christmas. He said, so deliberately, we've started decorating the studio. He said, and every day, to annoy him even more, we add an extra bit I said, that's good. I said, because yesterday they had tinsel. He said, he said I then sprayed snow on the window. I noticed that. I that's noticed, right. Yeah. He said, and we put beads. He said, we've now put cuddly toys in there. So every day something is added to wind this person up. Now, strangely enough, our boss hates Christmas. He does not do Christmas. I do Christmas. He's even put in the newsletter, because somebody sent me a copy, if you love Christmas like Steve Allen does. But he omitted to mention he doesn't do Christmas. Right. You will not see a decoration in this studio. Look, do you see a decoration? No, I don't. I see nothing. Apart from me. I am the decoration. Well, you are wearing a tinsley shirt. I am. This is a very nice shirt, actually. This is... um, Oh, it's a beautiful shirt. Thank you. I'm saying you look very glamorous, as if you're going somewhere this morning, you know? I am going somewhere. I like the way you dress up when you go out for breakfast with other people. Not with me. Yeah, but you, I'm only doing the greasy spoon at the end Yes, I noticed that as well. You go out for breakfast with other people... Yeah, you know, honestly, Push I do places. my best. Still to come, uh, edible glitter. And we're yes. not opening it. Why not? What's the point? Because we're talking... giving it away. To who? To Amanda. 
It's edible glitter. But we have... And because it's sealed... Can we not test it, Amanda? No! But it's, it's made out of sugar. It's made out of sugar, and it's from a company called Edible Art. And this is Disco Christmas. And so you smear it on, and then you can... But I think the listeners want to know what it tastes like. No, it tastes of sugar. I've just told you. You don't know. You've never tasted it. It tastes of sugar. Have you tasted it? I'll take a short break. News headlines. These are the stories. The Ministry of Defence is later expected to name the 100th British soldier to die in Afghanistan this year. He was shot yesterday. Plans to make the internet safer for our children are revealed later. They include safety lessons as a compulsory, compulsory part of the curriculum from the age of five. And the Express claims Susan Boyle has earned five and a half million pounds in the last four months alone. For Simon Cowell, I reckon. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Here's the richest man in the business. It's Hugh Broom. If only. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll start with the M20.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Ray said, my mate at work said he was thinking of forming a Buddy Holly tribute band. I said, that'll be the day. Anyway, oh, it's all going on this morning. It's all going... Is Scrooge with Alistair Sim on DVD? Yes, it is. What? Not on this one. No, not on this one. No, but Scrooge with Alistair Sim is available. In fact, there are two versions. Uh, one is the black and white version and one is the coloured version. No, I prefer the black and white. I don't like these coloured ones. They've done... Um, what's, that, what's that very famous Christmas film that they've just made brought out, brought out in colour? I don't know. You know, the very famous... When it, um, White Christmas. No, the one where... Well, there is. The one where he's going to commit suicide. Oh, you've got it there. It's a wonderful life. Where is it? Yeah. There. Oh, yes, a wonderful life. See, that's the colour version. Yeah. ruined it. It's got to be in black and white. It is in black, yeah. Strange enough, sometimes they have the coloured picture on the front, but the actual film is in black and white. No, but this has actually been coloured. The film has been been advertised on TV as being coloured. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. No, no, it's not lovely. It's not nice. It's ruining the I have two, two versions of The Bells of St Mary's. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I like that film. Which is very good, with um, Bing Crosby. Yes. Who plays a priest, and one of the nuns is dying. And in one of them, she dies in black and white, in the other, she dies in colour. It's fantastic. <laughs> very cute But I film. haven't seen this one. This is Reginald Owen. You're not listening to me. Reginald I'm Owen? Talking away. Who's Reginald Owen? Reginald Owen. <laughs> this is Reginald Owen, you say. Yes. Like I'm supposed to say, oh, Reginald Owen. Because you said, oh, this is the one with Reginald Owen there, really. Yes, but I don't know who he is either. But the way you said it earlier was that you knew. But I thought he was a relative of yours. Oh, no. He's an actor, apparently. Oh, right. I've not, you've not Nothing. seen this version, have you? No. No, exactly. So, there we go. Oh. Well, there you go. Fascinating conversation. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. I've decided I cannot watch Emmerdale ever again. They've got this stupid woman in there who runs the bed and breakfast, and she's doing this fake accent, and she talked like this. All that It's just so infuriating. I don't know what accent it is. It's Do Emmerdale. What is it? She talked like this. Wait, that sounds a little bit like Newcastle. Yeah, she's moved. Oh, right. Oh, she's actually Chinese. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> With Italian extraction. <laughs> I love it. The trouble is, some some hours of the day, obviously not this one, I could do an accent. Other times, it just... You're usually very good. I'm normally quite good. It's normally uncanny when I say, really, country is adjudicated. Yeah. I mean, that's that, very good. It's not bad for Camilla, is it? <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's spot on. <laughs> 84850, steve at uk. Uh, we will do the papers. I have to say to Anne, again... We do not have any photographs, I'm afraid. We have no photographs. It's the third time I've written, and this is the third time I'm telling you we don't have any photos. What happened okay. to the photos you had done? 
Well, they're still being vetted. Ashley is vetting them at the moment, single-handedly going through our photos to pick vetting out... Vetting them? Yes, he's actually picking out the attractive one. He's having a little bit of a trouble with me. Because um, they're all so... They're all so amazing, are they? Amazing. Right. And Kevin, who took the pictures, made me look particularly attractive. Right. And so it's just sort of debating which 20 go on the website. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he's a bit tied up with Jedwood at the moment. Oh, yes, yes, of course. We, we own Jedwood now. Yes, you do. Which is quite nice. It's Paul in Limehouse who has sent the spare pot of his edible glitter. He said, I use it for my dinner party. I thought you might use it on your mince pies. All the glitter is made of sugar. It's really only good for dry surfaces. Best applied by sprinkling from tip of a knife, ten inches from the pie cupcake. Oh, right, so you can actually put it. Oh, right, you can do this. Because they brought something out a short while ago, Paul, and it was edible gold. And it came in like a little shaker. So you could sprinkle it on, on your salad if you're vegetarian, because you have dull Christmases, and this kind of livens it up, or on your nut roast. And on this one, I thought this was edible glitter for your body. But it's not. It's edible glitter for food. So you sprinkle it on mince pies. Does that pies. mean you can open it now? No. <sighs> because it, it, but all it is is sugar. But it doesn't look like sugar, does yeah, it? But, well, no, it looks like glitter. Yeah. But you, know, but you don't know what it tastes like. It tastes like sugar. How do you know? Don't... You've never tasted it. Just like talking to a brick. No, 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 seriously. Because I'm, I'm trying to get the There's point across. of Yuletide not no. sort of permeated your thick skull I'm trying to say yeah. that you've never tasted it. You're just taking people's it's words for it. It's sugar. It's like, here is a bowl of peas. I wonder what they taste like. Carrots. No. no. They taste like peas. I'm not wrong here. Here is a they little satsuma a... from China. What does it taste like? Apples. Brisket of beef. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it might have a weird taste. It's sugar. It says it's sugar. I'm assuming most sugar tastes the same. It'll be sweet. No, it doesn't. You know that for a fact. Sugar does not taste the same. Of course it does. It's sweet. It's sweet. No, but it tastes you don't different. Get sour sugar. You get do different you? types you of sugar. Get, oh, sweet and sour sugar. Sorry, granulated sugar tastes different to caster sugar and icing sugar. It's all sugar. It's all sweet. But it tastes different. Oh, for good. You know, we're going to get your packet of brown sugar in a minute. We'll I want to taste the mouth. glitter. Well, you're not having the glitter. Let's start on that one. And uh, thank you very much indeed for little cocktail sticks. Uh, which have got little Christmas trees on them as well, really? which are They're really nice. cute. So if you're having a cheese and wine party, and who isn't nowadays, you can stick them in there. Thank you, Paul. Cheese and pineapple. Sorry? Cheese and pineapple. Why is it that cheese and pineapple go well together? Does I anybody know. know why? But it's fabulous. Yeah. It's something to do with the tartness. Because I made... <laughs> I made once uh, sweet and sour chicken, and, it, and I made it with tomato ketchup and made the whole sweet and sour sauce. I actually, for the first time ever in my life, followed Cooked. a recipe. It was, it was 25, 30 years ago, and I made it, and, and then you put bits of pineapple in, and it was actually really good. It was, actually, it was that good you never did it again? It was that good. Well, to be honest with you, following a recipe is the most boring thing that you're ever likely to do next to buying one of those things on the television where you can paint the ceiling without dripping everywhere. It's that kind of stuff. I like that. Yes, I like that as well. I was yeah. looking in the bathroom the other day thinking, should I decorate him? I, my, I spoke to my brother last night, and uh, he, he, said, he said, you'll notice a difference... So I looked at the phone, I went, no, still looks like my phone. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, I've, I've, I'm decorating. So he's redone the kitchen. He's, t- he re- oh, blimey. he's retiled, mm. painted the hall and everything. Because I told you last year, he did the whole thing. So it was like walking into a winter wonderland grotto where the whole hall, this is floor, walls and ceiling, were covered in the sort of stuff you line hamster cages with. And he put blue lights behind it. So it was like walking. Sounds like a fire hazard. It, well, it was a fire hazard, but it, it's like walking down an ice tunnel. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not tacky in the slightest. Not at all tacky. Not tacky, tacky no, in the slightest. Not at all tacky. And, uh, and so he said, I'm decorating, I'm doing this and that, and he's decorated the girls' bedroom and everything else. He's, he's been quite busy. I, of course, can't be bothered. I think if you cover up all the walls with pictures, nobody ever notices. Be careful, you're going to give Simon Bates more ideas. Yeah. 
Yes, you're right, actually. It's nice, I, Simon, just as we're finishing in the morning, normally Simon's just sort of coming in. Yes, but what I've noticed is you say he talks to you all the time. Every time he sees you, he runs the opposite way. Sorry? What? What? Hmm? Why? You went, well, I don't yeah, know. Why well, he, he doesn't, does he? He's my friend. Yes, of he course. He knows me really well. We'd go out, we'd you're go out and sort out by yeah. security. Yeah, I'd <laughs> probably say, I, I would go out for breakfast with him, whereas with you, I'd go to the Greasy Spoon. Yes, I know. No, but with him, I'd go to a proper place for breakfast. Yes. <clears throat> Because it's, um, I don't know why I printed off Clive Bull's pre-running order, strangely enough. Because he was doing last night Richard Branson unveiling a new spacecraft that will soon carry tourists. And of course we know, because isn't it Princess Beatrice's boyfriend who works for Branson and they've already taken deposits on this of £150,000 to take you into space for 150 grand. That's right, yes. In your case, I would pay for them to take you into yes, space. Okay, thank and you. leave you there. Not bring you back. We don't really need you, do oh, we? All I wanted was a taste of glitter. Yeah, well, you're not tasting it. I'm not. But I'll give you the phone number of the company. I don't want the phone number. I wanted to taste the glitter there. I wanted Ed to... Apple. Art. I wanted to let the listeners you know. You are not dipping your finger in her like. glitter. She's, all, she's quite adamant about it. I didn't want it. to dip my finger in the glitter. Well, you're not even trying it. Not even trying Just it. Just a sprinkle on my hand. Uh, Noreen, not even a sprinkle. <laughs> not even a. Not even a souchon. Souchon. What's a souchon? Don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean a souchon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they survived their uh, their day, did, uh, young Noreen. Uh, they love the Michael Winner interview. Do you know, everybody loves the Michael Winner interview. Sorry, they survived the day. Where did they go? Uh, they went uh, with Josh. They were running about all over Hearts and Bedfordshire. Oh, right, OK. And uh, can't take your eyes... He's five. Oh, can't I see. Can't take your eyes off him for a second, because they, they oh, run. Oh, they run away. They run away. Mm. We bought Christmas presents for him to give mummy, daddy, nanny, granddad and brother, and, of course, something for him, and then wrap them in Starbucks... You know you say if you ask for a burger without relish or something like that, it's a bit hard for them to work out. Josh wanted a sausage McMuffin. Uh, had to have a sausage and egg McMuffin without the egg. It's very confusing. If, if ever you go into oh, McDonald's see, right, and okay. you say to them, can I have a quarter pounder with cheese? Plain. I had this at the Brentford one where they weren't the most intelligent staff, it has to be said. And I said, she said, oh, you don't want the, the cheese? I said, no, I want the quarter pounder with cheese but plain. Because that's what it used to be. They, they tick a thing, they make you wait, otherwise everybody will want them, because nobody wants the blasted gherkin. See, if you said that to me, I would think a quarter pounder of cheese plain means no sauce, not without cheese. Well, exactly. No, it isn't without cheese. It is everything in it, but ah, without right. the sauce and the silly gherkin. Right. It's not well, silly, they're fabulous gherkins. Oh, they're revolting. Can you, Only know, Americans eat gherkins. You know, we don't do gherkins. In Costco, you can get a massive, great big jar of them. Well, you can buy big jars of all sorts of things. Not as big you as you can in Costco. Oh, I don't know how anybody ever eats... Oh. It's an Americanism, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't fall prey to that, Alan. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> uh, you really shouldn't go down this route, and happy Grandfather's Day to anybody listening as well. Is it Grandfather's Day? No, I just made oh, it okay. up. But it might as well. In America, it probably is. Because they, they celebrate... You know, only over here, and, and I think they must have emanated from America, you get happy... Welcome to your divorce. Happy divorce cards. Happy edible glitter day. Not for you. Not no, for you. evidently not. Anyway, uh, Noreen and Brian, I'm assuming, are coming up to Oxford Street today. Watch it. Be very ca- I only issue this advice, Noreen, because I know you're lovely. And try and get your money out of a cash point before you get to Oxford Street. There's lots and lots of people who will relieve you of money. There are more thieves in Oxford Street at the moment. People who lift bags. And they're not just adults, they're children as well. So just... Just watch short things. Be ve- that's to anybody. It's people walking really close to you you need to be careful of. I, I turn round and push them away. I have been... Uh, poor old ladies have sometimes just fallen to the floor. I've gone too close, invading my space. Don't get behind me. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It drives me mad. It's, it's like people at Cash Point. Get too close behind me. I'm going to push you in the road. It's as simple as that. Caring, sharing Steve Allen. Right here. LBC 97.3 
28 minutes to six is the time. Steve Allen's early breakfast, LBC 97.3. Do you know I watched a dreadful programme last night? I watched a Just dreadful programme on the television. Well, in fact, there were quite a few ones. Uh, and I didn't know what it was. It was a rather stupid... I didn't know if she was a reporter, an idiot, or somebody who'd wandered out with an ASBO. And, and I, I watched it in total disbelief. And the reason I did was for, for one clear reason. She was reporting... And I then worked out she was working on Claudia Winkleman's show on BBC Two. She was reporting from there, going to the Strictly Come Dancing site, but she was putting her arms inappropriately around all the men. She was sidling up to them and making inappropriate suggestions. And all I thought of when I was watching this idiot of a woman was, you know, if some bloke came up behind you and squeezed your bottom or put his hands around the front, you'd be the first one to go running, making a claim. She was sidling up to these Strictly Come Dancing dancers and putting her arms around and go ooh and squeezing their muscles and I'm thinking this is inappropriate behaviour you came over as some sad desperate old bag and if it had happened to you you'd have been the first one to complain and it would not be seen on television and then to make it worse along comes the grinning Cheshire cat that is the oil slick Tony Beak because we've kicked him out of Strictly Come Dancing and he's sitting on there the man with no shame no nothing just irritant factor written all over him he sat there what is the matter what is the really matter tart. sorry these are really tart it's a lemon tart what do you think it's going to be like oh, roast no, beef seriously they're really they're not tart they are seriously they're, they're not, not sweet at all they are sweet no, no they're really tart they're not these are these little oranges very very sweet from china oh. They're not tart. Honestly, you must the backs your... of my ears are really like... Yeah, but the backs of your ears are like that anyway, aren't they? You're just trying to get sugar. <laughs> do you know, that's a good point. They could do with a bit of glitter. They're not tart at all. They are. They're very tart. They're immensely juicy and sweet. No. You're not having the sugar. You can plead all you like. You can Fine. be today's little pleader. But it's not happening. Oh, no, they're lovely. Mm. Have mine. <laughs> see? See? What? See? No, they're not. They're lovely. You just pulled that face. You know they're tart. My auntie used to work in um, the marmalade factory. The uh, was it Chivers? Chivers. I think it was Chivers. She worked at, and she got. They used to get the Seville oranges in. Were they sweet? Sorry. Were they sweet? No, Seville oranges are quite uh, quite sharp. Right. But she had to peel them and then take that um, the pith out of there. She was the best pith taker in that whole factory. <laughs> The oldest gag under the sun. And I thought, I'm going to go down this route and they'll never buy into it. They'll never buy into it. And, you know, lo and behold, they did. I think Amanda's having a heart attack. And then, and then, ladies and gentlemen, I then get an email in from Matt saying, were you and one of your friends in a harvester in Barnet on Thursday? Are you mad? A harvester? <laughs> Have you been to a harvester before? You can eat as much as you like from the salad bar. Have you ever been in one before? No. No. I don't think you'll ever go in one, with you? the advert. Have you? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, see? What? See? They are quite sharp. They're not sharp. They're lovely. They just haven't matured properly. Uh, anyway, uh, Robbie is going to return to the X Factor. Wild, bug-eyed Robbie. Got no idea why. Can't think of any other reason. I enjoyed him last time he went on. Well, he was certainly interesting. Um, I don't believe Susan Boyle has made five and a half million. The only person she's made five and a half million for would be Simon Cowell. Yeah, I have to She's agree. certainly not made it for herself. She's on, she'll be on a very small percentage... And it wouldn't be anything... She wouldn't she'll even be on a percentage. She'll just be on a, uh, on a, a I salary. Think, I think she's on a fee. Yeah, she'll be on a fee. I personally think she's on a fee. Nice Christmas card uh, from, uh, from John. He says, the fastest two hours on radio. So there you go. He says, just one drawback. Your guests are not very good at picking winners. I know. They're not much good at most things, actually, I'm afraid. Picking winners? Picking winners. Yeah. Win- winners. For what? what you, well, horse racing and stuff like that. But your guests never pick... 
horse racing. That's, well, you don't. We don't invite you to do it. Everybody else does it as well. Oh, thanks. Sorry. Oh, thanks. Make me feel so great today. <laughs> I feel so welcome today. Mm. Catherine would love to be a member of the Steve Allen uh, Club and, and receive a good morning sometimes, because Bryn and Annie get one. Oh, oh. jealousy setting in. Well, there you go. You see, she says, thank you for hours of laughter. Nathan Morley and Dodger. Uh, very good, too. And, um... I know she's not actually giving her her wishes, though. Oh, all right. Happy Christmas. Good morning. OK. This is a nice one. It's a picture of a... Oh, it's a holographic card. It's a... What a... You know, look. Oh, I like that. That's clever. clever. Enough, you see that next door? Does it work? Mince pie It's that's... a mince pie. And notice what it's got on the top. Glittery sugar. It hasn't got glittery sugar it on has. it, no. <laughs> and this is from Annie, Pete and family. Very nice. They're clever, actually. I like that. That is very clever. Very clever, that indeed. Clever. And your card is where? Um, I left it downstairs. You left it at home. Yeah, yeah, OK. Oh, that's nice. Look, I thought it was a Brussels sprout with a hat on, but it's a frog. A tree frog with a... That's, um, a Christmas hat on. Different. That's from, Paul, that's from Paul in Limehouse. He says, with thanks to you all, to me, uh, for last year's <laughs> early breakfast. <laughs> that's nice, isn't it? Actually, it's quite cute, that. It is quite it cute, is quite isn't cute. it? It is quite cute. We like that. We like cute. We like cute because it's Christmas time. Uh, and the Queen had to go to Blackpool yesterday. Did she? Royal Variety. Was it in Blackpool? In Blackpool. First time since, I think, about 1950-something. What, Winter Gardens? Sorry? Was it at the Winter Gardens? Yes. Ooh. Yes. I've been to the Winter Gardens. You have indeed. I have indeed. It's quite nice. Very good. And some recipes sent in to me by uh, Audrey. Things to do with Brussels sprouts. Oh, go on. I oh. want to know this. OK. Creamy casserole. Creamy casserole Brussels sprouts? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Ah, well, this involves Brussels sprouts. Um, I should hope so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a Brussels sprout <laughs> recipe. And you add them. Uh, you melt 40 grams of butter in a large casserole. Add sprouts with a bay leaf and a little salt. Cook for about five minutes until golden in places. Turn down the heat. Add 200 grams of creme fraiche. Cover and cook for, tw- cook for 25 minutes. Oh, actually. <laughs> it's beginning to sound <laughs> quite nice. See, that, that's, that's one for veggies. Brussels sprouts casserole. Done. Yep. How about this one? This is even better, actually. This is another one for veggies. Um, shred young Brussels as finely as possible. Toss with shredded apple, chicory and celery, chopped celery leaves, toasted pecans and sliced gorgonzola. Dress the whole lot with a side of vinegar and mustard dressing. So that, that sounds, sounds quite, quite nice. nice. Well, are you supposed to have cooked? Are you supposed to have cooked the Brussels sprouts first? I don't know because that sounds like no. That's raw. why you're shredding them. For, yeah, they're raw. So you eat them raw. Can you eat Brussels sprouts raw? Anything you like. Yummy, yeah. yummy, yummy. You don't know, do you? Yeah. So you can't eat potatoes raw, but I do. Yes, you can. Yeah. They're poisonous. Poisonous. Well, I'm still living. How can it be poisonous when they tested at school? They've never done the thing at school where they ask kids to to hold their nose. Brussels and Stilton tart. See, that sounds quite nice as well. And that's got short crust pastry, Brussels sprouts, trimmed slice, two eggs, some single cream, Stilton cheese, freshly grated nutmeg, caramelised onion, finely grated parmesan and some thyme leaves. That sounds lovely as well, doesn't it? I do like... I'm just amazed at how... You see, I mean, so it's nothing for me to cook Brussels for a two hours or three hours, but 25 minutes with, with the creme fraiche on, then season with pepper and lemon juice sounds quite nice. So I'm still, I'm still concerned that people yeah. think that eating raw potatoes is poisonous. She doesn't eat raw potatoes. I know. No, I don't, don't talk be. about it. She goes, she goes most peculiar. But you can't be. No, seriously, she goes mad as a brush. She I'm really does. She keeps saying to you, you'll die, you'll die. I'm going to check this out now. Still living now. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. If you're listening in the lift at the moment, you're late. It's only 20 to 6 in the morning. Uh, very quickly, from uh, from Ray. Uh, morning, Stephen Allen. Morning, Ray. Morning. What we say around here? Good morning, good morning. It's great to stay out late. Good morning, good morning to you. 
Thank you. Because Ray doesn't think I sing. Whereas, in fact, I... Can we not know you sing? You're all over the internet singing. I know. I know. Everybody. Uh, Let's have a look. Oh, look at this. Anthony's uh, blog goes, Hey Now. Hey Now. What was it? There was a song called... Oh, yes. Hey 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 now. now hey now hey now hey y'all hey y'all hey y'all I thought it was no. hey now hey yeah. now all hey right now. very good I'm sure Anthony didn't write this you can always tell can't you uh, <laughs> Dawn <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why uh, Dawn says Susan Spence yesterday mentioned how Paolo Nettini had played in the Rovers' return in Coronation Street Paolo's music's actually been played quite a bit on uh, LBC recently it's in the DFS advert played just before the five thirty news. Yeah, you know, the things people, I know nothing about this. You don't hear any of the vocals, but the music from Ten Ten, pronounced ten out of ten, the first track on the latest album, Sunnyside Up, is the music in the advert. She said, "I'm happy you're on for four hours on Christmas Eve, because that's my birthday. Oh. You'll not be listening to the radio on your birthday. Does that mean you get double the amount of presents then? Uh, no, you don't. You lose. You lose out. You lose out. She says, great to hear Alan... Oh, anyway. Uh, also, yeah, a bit of a pain yeah. having a birthday on Christmas Eve. She says, a lot of show and restaurants close early and some don't open at all. I was lucky last year. I could see Wicked on my birthday because there was a matinee showing. No evening show. I liked Diana Vickers in X Factor last year and she's now in the rise and fall of Little Voice. I'd like to see that on my birthday, but I can't because it isn't on at all on Christmas Eve. I know how you feel, actually. I know how you feel. Dreadful, isn't it? Uh, Shell says, I've just come to the conclusion that you may just love Christmas. He doesn't, I actually. absolutely he love doesn't. it. I do you so. can't stand it. I do so. The mics go off and you're like, oh, I wish we could get this out of the way. Exactly. Get Christmas out of the way. No, I love it, actually. I really do, actually. I'm just, I'm just good. Uh, Steve, uh, you haven't uh, mentioned your halogen oven. I mentioned it yesterday, actually. Oh, yes. How are you getting on with it? Fine, thank you. Are you? I'll tell you what it does do the best. What? It does do roast potatoes. I told best. you. Roast I potatoes. You. I buy them in Marks and Spencers. Surprised though. I know. And I, I put them in the tin. I put the tin in there, turn it on, and boy, do they go crispy. Yeah. They go crispier than in a normal oven. Of course. Yeah. But last night I did lamb shanks. Oh, and how did that come out? Oh, beautiful. Isn't it so much easier to clean as well? Oh, you clean it. Well, you don't clean yours. Well, I don't really do. If it gets dirty, I throw it away and I buy another one. And, no, true. You um, have ordered about a dozen of I them. I have ordered loads of them. Actually, I'm down to I did look at it the other day, think, because they do get a bit dirty, don't they? Well, of On course, the actual halogen element. Oh, yeah, we just give it a wipe. Yeah. So, anyway. But, I mean, it's... it's uh, The lamb shanks, lovely. 20 minutes. Crispy. Not crispy, but they did, actually, last night, they did. They'd go a bit like crispy duck. Oh, nice. Delicious. You go and get them from Marks and Spencer's. Yes. I thought we called Darren at half past six today. Just thought I'd mention it now. And, um... Oh, do you want the glitter? Do you want the glitter? Yeah, take it. Yeah, please take, take do. the glitter. Take there it, please go. do. Oh, thank you. Do you want those? Hope it tastes Why great. Not? There you go. That is so kind. Thank you very much. Hope I it tastes great. That. She hasn't yeah. got a shop. Thank yeah, thanks. She's opening a shop. Taste it. I think I'm sure it's great. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Yeah, she will. Um, right. So, uh, very festive this morning, Steve and Alan. Are we? It is true, actually. I can't wait as well as Catherine to hear the Clarissa Dixon Wright interview. Uh, it's very, very good. See, lots of people excited about that. Yes. Somebody Don't sound too excited, then. Sorry? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, I love it when you're paying no attention Well, I can't, because I'm trying to... The reporter on Strictly was comedian Miranda Hart. Plays desperate man-hungry woman in own show. Deeply unfunny, I'm afraid. Oh, God, you would like her. Uh, you see, not the me, trouble by the way, is, not me. You see, I didn't know who she was. That made it even more embarrassing for the fact I just thought she What's came What's her name again? Miranda Hart. Let's see what she looks like. Don't dream, it's over by Crowded House. Hey now, hey, hey now. now. Yeah, that one. Thank you, Ian. That wasn't what I was singing. Was it not? No. Oh, right. 
It's amazing how easily pleased we are at quarter to six in the morning. If you're driving a taxi at the moment or delivering for Hilmer's or anything like you're probably thinking, you know, honestly, the world has gone quite mad. But t- to be honest with you, there's so much misery out there. It's quite nice to have something a bit stupid occasionally. It and is. here he is. It's Alan Dodgen. Welcome to uh, Thank to you Christmas. very much. Thank you. I thank, thank you. you. I thank you very much indeed. Great to see you. Uh, so the Queen went uh, Gaga over Lady Gaga, who apparently went out and got fish and chips in Blackpool. I wonder which one she went to. Uh, they've got the name of it in here, actually. Oh, and we've found another girl for Tiger Woods. There's another one. Only this one's being very discreet. She's not saying nothing at the moment. Isn't she? Not saying anything because nobody paid her no money yet. Ah. And she's in porn films. So that was lucky. I wondered how long it would be before we found an old scrubber out of a porn film. And here she is on the front of the paper today. Her name is Holly. Holly is 36 and had a fling with Tiger Woods. Thing is right. And Think about, about 3,000 other men if as well. You, if, you, if you got approached by somebody who was... I never slept with Tiger Woods. I want that on no, my No, 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 but if you, okay. if you got approached by somebody who, yeah. was, who appeared in, in porn films mm-hmm. and they wanted to, you know, to sleep with you and you were single, for example, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to go with them? Because, in a way, surely the people that appear in these films are obviously the best looking, aren't they? Are you and serious? And also the most experienced. No, I'm just asking. It's, it's, I'm not saying that that's what I would do. I'm just saying, isn't, oh. that, isn't that a good thing? I don't... No. Because surely they would have... I'm just asking. Surely they would have the best experience. Oh, I have to do the headlines. You're quite mad this morning, no, no, aren't just... you? No, no, Alan. It's wrong on so many different levels. 14 to 6. These are the headlines. The Ministry of Defence is expected to name the 100th British soldier to die in Afghanistan this year. The serviceman was killed in Helmand yesterday. A woman from Peckham who was sent back to the UK from Laos to serve a sentence for drug smuggling starts an appeal later claiming her trial was unfair. And the route of London's New Year parade is set to be reversed so American TV viewers get a better view of our landmarks. Up to 100 million people in America tune in every year. Let's have a check on the uh, state of the roads. My favourite, Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. If you are heading north on the... Morning, everybody. Tuesday morning in London town. I'm off for breakfast today. Uh, Jay says, does the halogen oven cost much in electricity? Huge. Honestly, national grid time. The, the things whiz round. Does know, it? it? Sounds like a light bulb, I, I don't did, know. I didn't think it did. I've never noticed that. Uh, do you know, to be honest with you, I wouldn't know what my electricity bill was. I didn't even know. I, had, I got one each month. No, but you don't have any like, electricity. That's oh, right. Because you're siphoning it from next door, aren't you? Shh. Just that they haven't shush, worked out shush, yet. Shush. <laughs> uh, another one here. Miranda. It's on Monday, 8.30, BBC Two. Very funny, says Angela. Oh, God, I, I thought it was, it was just desperately unfunny and, and awful. Just awful. And Steve, it was a Miranda, and I agree. Unfunny. And at 6.32... There you go. Uh, Graham says, I'm enjoying the show, but I'd love to know what the edible glitter tastes like. Well, you Thank you. Thank you. Happening. See, people not, do want to know. It's not happening. Not happening at all. You're disappointing your listeners. I'm not dis- you are. Yes, honestly. I am, because you're still here. That's that, what. That, no, that's hurtful. It is hurtful. You're quite right. Former I'm a Celebrity star David Guest, otherwise known as That Peculiar Man, apparently has blamed plastic surgery on Michael Jackson for making him do it. Why, why did, what did Go away, just, David, you're a bore. You look just, like the genie out of Aladdin. Do they just wake up in the morning and think, I want to make the press today, what can I talk yes, about? rubbish. And uh, Ollie Muirs, otherwise known as that very, very average karaoke singer, uh, has pleaded not to have to wear tight trousers. Well, unfortunately, otherwise you just look even fatter than you are, Ollie. Can I'm I afraid. plead that he doesn't wear tight trousers either? Yes, can we also plead that you I'm don't not, wear I'm not tight actually trousers. the biggest fan of Ollie's. No, I'm not the biggest but fan But I don't mind if he wins, I'll be honest. I think, that, I think all three of them are, are worthy winners. All three of them? Yeah. Mm. 
Well, Daryl, or Daniel, sorry, has said that he's, he's going to bring out an album next year. That's what you think. <laughs> I think it'll sink without trace. Daniel, I'm terribly sorry. You're very average. As everybody has said throughout this whole series, anybody who knows anything about music, 99% of them, including this lot, are flat as pancakes. They're not great singers. When you hear a good what? singer, Alan, you know it. What? You know when you hear a good singer, you've heard a good singer. When you hear an average karaoke singer like Stacey, who is still delivering flat notes... And Which, this is after yeah. 200,000 people. She did deliver a couple of flat notes. The a night, couple? Admit, the but, whole of her act is flat. But Joe... And Wooden? Wooden? Oh, I've seen more life in Sherwood Forest. But Joe... Joe... Is a very good singer. OK, I'll But he's not a you, pop singer. He's not a pop singer. He's a stage singer. Yes, and that's the trouble. We've already got Ray Quinn. We don't want anybody else, thank you very much indeed. Oh, good grief, he's still around as he's well. He's another one. Well, he's mm. coming out. He's is coming he? out of Greece because a friend of mine... Who did I speak to yesterday? Who did I speak to? Anyway, I, I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday who said that they, they wanted to book seats to go and see him, and he's coming out. Yeah, but the thing is, he's, he's not a Danny, is he? He's a bit too small. He's too small and he's too young looking for a Danny. He hasn't got that Same sort with of... Joe. Same with Joe. What are you going to put him in? Oh, no, somebody told me who was going into... Oh, I'll tell you who's, who's, who's replacing him. Who? You'll never guess. Well, obviously, because I don't know. Who's Pure replacing him? Pure and simple. No, Really? Really? Yeah. From, um, from last year's. No. Was it last year's? Couple Hearsay. Years. Oh, no, no. That was the one I'm thinking. The Welsh one. No, you know the, really? You know the group that, he's um, not Danny. He's playing Danny. He's not a Danny. Well, he's, I know he's not, but he's going in to play, play Danny. Why can't they get a Danny that's a Danny? Well, Danny's supposed to be edgy and Well, he has been touring fun, in another you know? show. The guy from Hearsay is going to tour. And Danny's got to be over four Greece. foot six anyway. Yeah. So he's going to go, and his name's... Oh, you're doing it again. What? You're doing it again. You're not have to watch because she's doing her outfit thing again. So I have to sort of watch, be very careful. You know, otherwise, if she spills the, the coffee, you know, we'll have be a, a huge bang and that'll be the last you hear of the programme <laughs> as the studio goes up in flames. But, uh, yeah, so he's actually going in. I can't remember. Noel somebody. Right. Can't remember his name. Uh, JLS are complaining. Oh, about what? They can't get girlfriends. Mm-mm. Listen, um... sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you all will be finding, you know, girlfriends very, very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right, OK. Yes. And, um, uh, great to know you're on for longer over Christmas. Will it be made perfect by having Alan on the show? Sadly not. Uh, Ray in Barkingside says, Miranda Hart, latest flavour of the month stand-up. Very unfunny and strong anti-monarchist. Oh, well, that's it straight away, then. Off my Christmas card list. The trouble is, they always go, oh, she's the latest flavour. I just thought she looked like a very average reporter who'd won a competition to have a go on the programme. It was that, that lame, I'm afraid. Did Sorry? you say it was Noel from here, say? Yeah. So, Noel Sullivan. Yes, Noel Sullivan. Right, OK. He's actually playing him. He was the, uh, he was the guy out of here, say. One was Shrek, one was Noel, then we had Mylene Class, and one was Shrek. He looked like Shrek. Yeah, I know it wasn't his name. Little, he did a little. He did look a little bit like Danny. Shrek. Danny. Danny. I know, but Danny. he looked like Shrek. It was Danny Mylene, then it was Kim Marsh. Yeah, who's writing an autobiography. She hasn't done anything! I know. I think it'll be a pamphlet, to be honest with you. And Suzanne Shaw. Oh, yes. Yes. Who went out with... Uh, I don't know. Who did she go out? She's going out with a a radio DJ at the moment. I think they might be married. Oh, she's married. No, she's married. Married. She went out with Darren Day, though. Married to Jason King. Who? Jason King of Dynamic Duo J.K. Joel. Who are they? I've got no idea. Not a clue. Who are these people? Oh, is it... Do we own them? We love him. We love him. He's absolutely fabulous. They're amazing. One of my favourite people. But just in case we don't, don't like them. <laughs> Who? 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 <laughs> uh, another one here. 
Oh, is, they, they were talking about pigeons overnight with Anthony. Yes, I noticed. It's amazing. And we've got a good recipe for pigeon coming up very shortly this morning. So it'll just involve, you know, some short crust pastry and uh, some carrots and stuff like that. If, if they can eat a rat on... I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I, I didn't have an issue with that. Why has everybody making such a hoo-ha Because with it was, a, it was a, a, a rat brought in. Yeah. All the rats were brought in. They're not, they're not native to the jungle, I'm afraid. What they do is they actually have them running around to make it look a bit more scary. Right, so they're brought in and... Yeah, so somebody owned them. They were rented to the programme. They're not going to be able to release them and then find them again. They're going to run off into the jungle, aren't they? No, they find them again. They're oh, all tagged. Oh, so silly. And they, they come running back in oh, again. Oh, yes, of course. And they're all tagged, are they? But they're, they're tame. They're, but, but they might be tame. They're still a rat. It's t- that's why it, it went up to him and he went, hello, picked it up, slit its throat. Next thing, it was fricassee. <laughs> Well, exactly, you know, the, the rat was planning Christmas and everything. It had presents wrapped. Can I just say to, your, to, your, to um, whoever it was who wrote in about Christmas show, yeah. I'm not able to do your Christmas show. I'm not around. Oh, right. Yes. In hospital? No, I'm, I'm actually like going to see family. Are you? I'm being festive. What, for the whole of Christmas? Maybe. So I'll take that as a no, then. Well, yeah, I'm Yeah, right. just to do a day, because most people can only do a day with the family, because any more than that, it stretches Shush, they're it. listening. Are they? Love you, love you. <laughs> <laughs> Loving you, really seriously. Where did you get the halogen oven from, says Linda? I got mine from Scots of Stowe, but you can get them from Amazon. They're all roughly the same. They've just got different labels on them, JML. I got mine from um, Robert Dyers, I think. Robert Dyers, yeah. yeah. They're all over the place, mm. Linda. They're all over the place. But for, but for an extra oven, if you're doing the turkey for Christmas Day and you want Christmas crispy roast potato. I've never done veggies in it. Oh, no, they come out well. Can I just mm. say, though, if you are going to get one, go for the larger one. Yes, don't go for small one no. for price, because you'll get nothing in it. Well, you will, but you can't... You can get, still get a chicken in one. Yeah, but... A I mean, small chicken. Yeah, but a chicken's not going to feed a family of seven, is it? <laughs> what? Who's going to use a halogen to feed a family of seven? Me. You. You're yeah. going to do Christmas cooking, are you? I'm not, no. Right. No. no. Fine. Other people will do it. Oh, right. yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's, it's useful for doing your roast potatoes in there. And you don't need to baste them or anything. You right. just put them in and it will do them. Get them from Marks and Spencer or anywhere like that. <laughs> put, put them in the, in the oven and just leave them. Although, have you seen the, um, the, 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 I don't know what it is, the roast that they're selling at the moment. is in the Aldi or something. They've got this roast. Oh, it looks fabulous. Does it? Oh, it looks nice. Yeah, be careful. If you buy it now, the sell-by date might be before Christmas. Do check. Don't assume. Can freeze it? Well, if you've got enough room in the freezer. But most people's freezer must be bulging by now. But do, do be careful. Because a lot of people say, oh, it's a turkey, I'll buy it now. The sell-by could be before Christmas. So just check the sell-bys. Good point. Check the sell-bys. Um, another so one. You are so wise. Sorry? You are so wise. Well, I've, I've done Christmas advice for, for many years now. Um, apparently, there is a new bra that's gone on sale now, and it gives you an inflatable cleavage. And it, how can you have an inflatable cleavage? Well, what you do is, this air-filled pad slips inside the bra and boosts boob- boobs a cup size. Debenhams have sold 230 pairs in the first hour of trading. But these, but you push a button and it, it goes... And gets bigger. Well, they've said they're brand new here. Debenhams, Annette Burton says, a cleavage boost is the perfect pick-me-up. So it, it they've pushes, only just gone on sale. So it pushes pounds. the breast together more, does it? Yes. Only it's, it's, a, it's a pad that slips into the bra. Yeah. And then it's... Move, oh, I don't know. Don't ask well, me. I'm, I'm asking the wrong person. It must, it must push them up, then, mustn't it? I don't know. I'm looking at you, thinking I don't think you need pushing up anymore, do, do they? Mind. This is a very toned chest. You'd have, you'd have fit toned. This is very. You've touched, you'd have fitted touched, in touched. with Henry. This is toned. Fitted in with Henry VIII's court, wouldn't you? They walked around some very funny outfits. Jealous. Sorry. You're just so jealous. Trying to dream about Henry VIII the other night. Really? I'm having some very odd dreams recently. 
It wasn't in the loft, no. That was Richard Hillman from Coronation Street. It was in my loft, living in my loft. Of course, the funny thing is, I haven't got a loft, which is even more frightening. <laughs> Very frightening. Hair straighteners and curlers could be consigned to the bin. Why? Scientists have discovered the curly hair gene, and they reckon that very shortly you better take a pill which will make curly hair straight. What a load of rubbish. Don't believe it for a second. Sorry? It's never going to happen. Why not? I'm just, curly I'm hair just, straight. I'm just, I'm just... Because it's... it's Well, no, it doesn't... It, no, it doesn't do... It doesn't Nobody's do it reverse. Take a pill to make their hair curly. Yeah. When it takes... You know, when it takes, like, two minutes with your, with your curling tongs and everything, nobody's going to take a pill to do it. Of course they are. No, they're because not. Because some people hate curly hair. Some people they're do not. not. I'm telling you now, they're not. Go- it's not going to happen. No, but people. Do- some people who isn't it funny? People who haven't got curly hair but straight hair want curly hair. People who've got curly hair wish they could have straight hair. I don't want curly hair. And people- I've got straight hair. Yeah, but I mean, I wish that my hair was straighter as well. You wish you had hair full wish stop. I had hair full stop. Not very nice. Well, you just do what hurtful. you did to me earlier. Uh, Aldi is a three-bird roast. Ah, you see, there you go. Chicken, turkey, and duck for ten quid. Yeah, it looks nice. As see, well. I quite like those. But the tr- to be honest with you, it's a bit greedy, isn't it? Chicken, turkey, and duck. Why is it greedy? Well, because it's, you're eating three. Yeah. How many people have three birds for Christmas? I do. Apart from Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that one. And, um... Honestly, <laughs> 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 Amanda's having heart attacks today. Maybe JLS says Auntie could take up golf. Seems like a good way to get girlfriends nowadays. I agree with you, actually. I agree. If Tiger Woods can get them and he's not the best looking in the world, I see no reason why, uh, why they actually shouldn't as well. So let me get this straight. It's called Imodium Plus. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. I'll be seeing at 7.3. Fantastic to have your company as we get ever nearer the big day. Yay! That's tomorrow. And um, you should have finished your Christmas shopping by now. Or at least done... Don't be m- silly. Well, you should have done. Why should they? Well, because th- th- you don't want to rush round on Christmas Eve going, oh, I forgot some presents, forgot some presents. No, I like doing that. Well, you shouldn't. Why? Because it stresses people out before Christmas, and the whole idea is to enjoy Christmas and have a stress-free Christmas. But so I enjoy it. all my shopping's been done on the internet. Has it? I've ordered everything on the internet. It's all arrived. It's all there. Do you not find that a little bit impersonal? Well, they've all got what they wanted for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, but it's What's quite impersonal nice. impersonal about well, that? It's quite nice that you actually go and take your time to actually wander around the shops and look But and I know what they wanted. Up. So, in other words, if somebody says, I want an elephant that sort of squirts bubbles in the bath, I'm going to go to Amazon or Toys R Us or wherever, find the elephant and have it delivered. But you know what, I don't like... What's the like... point of trying to park the car, struggling down the road with the elephant, blowing bubbles while you're trying to get on a bus? I don't like the idea of people asking for things for Christmas. I like the idea of people just getting surprises. Oh, I hate that. It's like kids hate asking it. for no, presents No, that's the whole that's, idea. That's okay no, 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 no. When you're a kid, it's no. fine, but when you get older... I don't think people should ask for things. Absolutely. No. I think that what is the point of buying somebody something that they don't want? And then you have to be polite and go, oh, that's nice. Whereas, in fact, all you're thinking is, what am I going to do with that? I know. I'll just leave it in the cupboard for a year or give it to Petri. Yes, well, you know. I'm quite I, good I, think, at that. I just think it ruins the whole spirit of the thing. To you, you're asking for something. It's not a gift, then, is it? If you're asking for something. It is a something. gift. It's, not, it's a it's gift not that a you're gift. giving me because I've asked you to well, get it. Well, what do you want for me? Christmas, then? Sorry? What do you want for Christmas? I don't want anything. Well, fine, there you go, then. I don't, I'm, I don't right? want anything for Christmas. I want a car. Sorry? What? <laughs> I want a car. A you're you're, you're going to get, get for Christmas into. what you got last year. A candle, a chocolate Santa and a cuddly toy. Yeah. Great. Looking forward to it already. Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> but that's quite expensive. As yeah, but it's go. not what I want. And well, you what just do you want? Yourself. All right, you what do you want? What do you want? I don't want that. I don't know. I want a surprise. But I don't want the surprise to be... Well, yeah, I'm get the surprise is a candle, a cuddly toy and a chocolate but Father Christmas. that's not going to be a surprise, is it? Sorry? That's not going to be a surprise because I know what you're getting me. 
All right, Same I'll change it. Else. I'll change it. A chocolate candle, <laughs> a cuddly Santa, <laughs> and a toy that bursts into flames. I love the cuddly Santa. The cuddly you. Santa. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, you know, what what do you buy somebody who's got everything? You can't buy something for the house because it might not fit in with your with your colouring. Well, then you buy them chocolates or something. I do. A chocolate Father Christmas. What are you complaining no, about? No, no, no. I'm saying in general, it's nice to buy people things that they're not expecting, rather than somebody turning well, around Well, you weren't going, expecting a chocolate Father Christmas. That was a well, fact. Well, no, it's just that I get loads of phone calls from, from relatives and people go, what would you like for Christmas? I go, well, I don't want to tell you. I just want you to buy it me as a surprise. I've got everything. All right, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to buy you this year. It'll be a surprise. It's going to be a chocolate Santa, isn't it? No, it's not. It's going to be a Christmas decoration well, you out of my me cupboard. You just told me. <laughs> but no, seriously, I like the surprise element of Christmas. I don't want right, to know I'll make it a surprise then. I won't, I won't tell you. Okay, yeah, please don't. Seriously. I won't buy you anything. Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to buy anything yes. at all. I'm just going to give him an empty box. And I'm going to say, don't open it until Christmas morning. He's going to open it. It's just going to be paper and they're going, boo. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. No, well, I'm, I'm not a, laughing because that's not funny. That's actually cruel and heart- hurtful. Well, I tell and you, I'm what, trying to talk, be really festive here. Well, next next year, I'll, I will you. buy you Daniel's album. Okay, you can have Daniel's album and Joe's album and a pair of tickets to go and see Joe at Ponder's End Scout Hall in the latest production of Cinderella. Daniel will make an album. I agree, he will make an album. It'll disappear, but it will disappear. It will completely so, disappear. There's no market. I tell his you for voice. why. They were talking on the television the other day, and I I'd only realised it. Just told you why. <laughs> that's what you thought. He comes over as a bit arrogant. He does. He comes over as a little bit... There's there's not much going on there. And unfortunately, he's a drama teacher. I didn't realise. I thought he was just a teacher. He's a drama teacher. Oh, right. And there's quite a bit of drama comes with him. The trouble is, A, he's not particularly attractive, which always helps when he's selling out. B, he's not a great voice. It's OK. It's all right. It's not, it's not worthy enough of going out and buying Daniel's album. And to be honest with you, and you know this to be true, by the time we get to the middle of next year, we'll be into another series of Britain's Got Talent. You'll have forgotten about Daniel. He will disappear without trace. No, I think his album will come out towards the end of next year. I think they have to leave it that long. Well, he, he, he said... Um, he said Simon is considering taking him on his psycho label. He says singers uh, like him do not disappear. I would just say watch this space. Oh, well, they don't disappear because it'll appear next year. Yeah, they also say he's set to cash in to the tune of £150,000 with personal appearances in the X Factor tour. Well, uh, I would think probably uh, because Chico has been interviewed. Yeah, I don't see why he won't make that. Yes, I would think so. But bearing in mind, the agency will then take their 15 20%. The tax man will take his bit. You walk away with, you know, you do all right... But the trouble is, what these people have done is they've bypassed the system. They've come round to do an album from the back door, as opposed to people who sweat for years and go to stage school and learn their craft and go to singing and work in shows and then work their way up. They've just appeared on a silly reality show on television, hoping to get an album. The only person who's going to make money, Daniel, I hate to tell you this, unless you're not that bright, is Simon Cowell. That's what he does. It's his business to create albums for the charts. Most of the albums in the charts will be his this year. Well, I don't agree with stage school, but I do agree with drama School. I think going to going to a stage yeah. school when you're a kid is, is is irrelevant. You don't need to do it, and it also turns you into a bad actor. But that's my own personal opinion. Anyway, what I was trying to say, <laughs> what I was going to say, but no, it is true. No, I'm it's sorry, true. I'm jazz hands people walking around everywhere. Oh, you and your jazz hands. You can spot a stage school child a million miles oh, away. Oh no, you can't. Oh, you so can. You no, know, you really can. <laughs> you can on Richmond Station because there's a stage school round there, and I, I, I can't remember which one it is. But all the girls are terribly, terribly loud, and they get on the train, and everybody's oh my god, did you sit? And they're really loud. Yeah. Really Really loud, and you sit there thinking, shh, 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 stop showing off. But what, my question is, who? Who's... Oh, Ab, let's oh. take a break. Oh, yeah. okay. What? No, I was just going to ask who's teaching his children while he's doing all this. Uh, well, I made that point yesterday. We actually trained somebody to do something, and then he goes, oh, "I'm taking time off now because I want to be a star, not interested in the children." Fourteen past six. 
LBC 97.3. 19 minutes past six. Uh, Dale says, hey now is a catchphrase from a popular US sitcom. Hank says it, and it's really a funny show. It's Larry Sanders' show. Hey now. How, how's it said then? In what context? Hey now. Do you know that for a fact? No, I'm just... No. Well, <laughs> I mean, how many different ways of saying hey now well, there are might, there? It might be a special way of saying hey now. Hey now. It'll be hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Yeah. Okay. Good. So anyway, so we, we've all decided that we think that uh, Daniel uh, Johnson, very nice, set to release an album... It, it will do nothing, because by that... T- you see, the trouble is, with all of these things, you need the might of the TV show to sell the album. There's a picture on the paper today of everybody queuing to go and see Susan Boyle's audience with. So, before you just talk about Susan Boyle, yes. sir, can you just go back to Daniel a second? Yes. How does a teacher who's contracted to a school mm-hmm. manage to get out of working at the school at such late notice? You take extended holiday. But at such late notice, doesn't mm. the school then have to pay for another teacher to come in? I would think so, and yes. And won't a temporary teacher be more expensive than a regular teacher? No, my... Uh, yes, they are, yes. So I don't get it. But I don't know, but how, how long do you, do, you, do you say to the school, listen, I need to be away for the next three months, because you don't know if you're going to be kicked out of it or not. They haven't had teachers in that fact. No, they have not had. Ah, but, she, but this one is completely different. This, this is one who, who has got this far, so he's been away from it now for three months. Because bearing in mind, all the early stuff was pre-recorded ages ago, before they get round to the later stages. So what you were watching when you were going through the preliminary rounds, he was already contracted then. So he was signed immediately. So consequently, he's probably been away from school for, I would think, three months minimum. But I don't understand. If you're a, if you're a teacher and you say, right, I'm, I teach drama, OK, that's fine. But I thought the idea was you're supposed to be teaching pupils, not... I didn't realise he was forging his own career separately. But the thing is, as well, they make such a big thing about, oh, you've got to... You, you want to succeed, you want to live your dream, otherwise you're going to have to go back to your old life. Making it sound as if... But his old life seems quite good. But, but making it sound like his old life being a teacher is a bad thing. Surely well, it's not. Yeah, but he obviously thinks that he, c- he can do something better. The trouble is... But yeah, but that's what I mean. You're just saying again, better. Why is it better than being a teacher. Well, he obviously thinks it's better because he thinks he's going to be a singer. Oh, right. he, he really wants to be... So. He's living the dream. Yeah, but unfortunately, right. his, his dream has collapsed because he's lost. In other words, there is only one technically winner of the programme, but as we all know, they go on tour. So at the end of his tour, and at the end of the album which will come out of the X Factor people, they've already recorded the single, and... and so and now his school's got to find a replacement teacher, then? Well, but, but he's already said to the school that he thinks it's unlikely he will go back. What he said is, I haven't decided what I want to do. So right. they're sitting there twiddling their thumbs, going, perhaps we should just get rid of him and buy another teacher in, because it's going to be cheaper in the long run. However, what does Ollie do for a living? I've got no idea. What does he do? Because if I actually went in for that programme, and I was... I could probably actually probably do the both with this and that, but if, if you've got a normal job, do you just say, I might be away for three months or six months, or I might not be coming back at all? Yeah, how do they get... If you're an employer, do you just, you just sit there and go, well, would you like to tell us what you're doing? Because we need to fill it. Stacey, I don't believe, worked in a fish and chip shop. Did she? What does Joe do? Um, I've got no idea. He's 18, so perhaps he doesn't... Maybe he's a student then. Perhaps he's a student. Right, OK. But I often wonder as well how they fix it with their employers. Whether you just, whether well, you just take the time obviously, off. Obviously, they can probably afford not to be working, because obviously they're staying in a house provided to well, them. Well, that's the other thing. Food provided if they to aren't, them. If they aren't working, how do they live? How do they pay their bills? How does Stacey pay all of her bills? How does, question. How does Ollie pay all his bills? Well, how does, how does Daniel? How does Daniel pay any bills as yeah. well? If he's not earning money until they get to the X Factor Tour, and they don't get paid in advance... This is a very good point we're raising here. Yes. Very I think good a good talking point. Very By good the way, point. if the New Year's parade is going to be in reverse, will they be walking backwards, says Phil? Wow. I compared the New Year's Day parade for 
oh, I think a good ten years. Compared? Compared it, yes. There's normally six compares, and I always got... Oh, six. Parliament Square. All right, six. So my... Six, not just one. What? Six of you. Six I people. thought you were being special then. I thought it was like I always started show. the parade. Oh, 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 right, you started it, right. Have you ever seen it? There were six of you, were there? Have you ever seen it? <laughs> no. 21,000 performers from America. I want to see it. All the marching bands. 400 in each marching band going through. I mean, all the cheerleaders from UCLA, all been, the boys and girls. I've never been around for it, that's the thing. It's New Year's Day. Yes, yeah, so that's why I've never been around. But it finishes at Piccadilly bed. Circus. So if they're doing it in reverse to please... I don't actually understand this, because when it starts, it starts in Parliament Square. Or did. Yes, but I don't understand why it still doesn't, because they say they can't see the landmarks. Well, you've got Big Ben, the Houses of Parliament, Westminster Abbey, Central Hall, Westminster, all there. Then it goes all the way up, which means that on the right-hand side you've got the Banqueting House, on the left-hand no, side you've got Horse No, but they're talking about the camera's parade. angles is what they're talking about. At least if they do it backwards, the cameras will be pointing in the direction that will point, bring out the famous landmarks in the background. That's what they're but saying. You can see them all in the background as, as they're going past them. Don't argue with me. About I know it. because I'm just I've done what they're saying. And then it goes around Trafalgar Square, then it goes up, and it goes up the side, and then down to Piccadilly. What's the difference? The cameras are still there. By the, the way, cameras... the tree looks really good in Trafalgar Square. You're joking. It doesn't look good at all. The lights look terrible. Lights go round. I, 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 Do you I know anybody it. that does their lights in strips down? I liked it. All right, okay. I thought it looked quite sweet. You like that? Yeah. Um, I have to tell you that uh, Robson Green has threatened to punch Louis Walsh. Why? Because Louis... Just add him to the list of people who want to punch <laughs> Louis Walsh. Because Louis Walsh apparently was very disparaging about Robson Green's pop career. Now, I spoke to Robson Green about his pop career. He made a million yeah. out of their uh, their album because they did very well with the... Was, um... So because he's been critical about him, he wants to punch him? Yes. All right, so if I say Robson yes. Green's a rubbish actor, well, he, does that mean he wants to punch me now? He says, Louis had better get himself a decent cosmetic surgeon because at the moment, Louis, you look like you've been shot... He needs to shut up. He's always slagging us off. Oh, so he's a really nice guy then to know then, this Robson Green, is he? I liked him. Why? He can't act. He's a really, really bad actor. I tell you who can't act. Robson Green. (laughs) The guy who plays Ashley in Emmerdale. And you've only just realised it. When they said to him the other day, can you lose your temper? He actually plays plays the vicar. Can you lose your temper? It was was just awful. (laughs) It was just... In fact, I was watching it thinking, you know, I think we've, we've shown you up. You're not very good, actually, now. Julietta says, listening online in Brussels... I got a bit oh, excited. Brussels. I saw the word Brussels. Ah. I got a wee bit excited. And, uh, and says, uh, uh, email won't send, thus unable to tell you about Sprout Gin. Sprout Gin? Sprout Gin? I've never heard of that. And Arturo Brichetti. Can you not text it in bits? <laughs> yes. Seriously? Sprout I want to know gin. about that. Now, you can make, you can make, um, what do they call it? Is it potiche or something out of potatoes? Isn't that what? like a vodka or whiskey or something like oh, that? Oh, something, something alcoholic you can make. Something it? alcoholic. Oh, is it? <laughs> <Make> <laughs> That's apples. Is it vodka or potatoes? I don't know. It's whatever it is, it's pretty potent stuff. So there you go. You can tell stage school kids, says Jan, by the mothers standing behind them, pushing them forward. You do get... Uh, mainly, you get them at the open auditions. Oh, they're terrible. And they do push them forward, don't you they? Know sing, sing out, come on. At drama school, at drama school, the ones who came from stage school before, because stage school's obviously for the younger ones, and drama school's for more adults. Mm. At, at drama school, the teachers spend most of the time trying to teach the st- stage school students how to tone down the acting, because they're so over the top. Mm. And it's so rubbish. Really? Yeah. Because, didn't they not, one of the producers in Coronation Street had a new theory, and he put three new members of cast in, and he'd seen them on the streets. Yeah. And he went, more you, natural. and they hadn't been to stage school, so they weren't affected. When he said, can you cry? Uh, no, 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 just cry mm. properly. It's more natural. And it's it became more, more natural. natural, and he yeah. took three people. One of them was, oh, gosh, 
he played Gail's son. Can't remember what his name is now. No, not, no, not, not David, prior to that, the one with the washboard stomach and all. Nicky. Nicky had come off the streets and a couple of others. The best ones said, have. The best ones are And the best are ones, because the they, they, weren't, they weren't affected. No, they've not been affected in the size. They've not been stage school and ruined it. Yeah. Because Alan is, is a stage school boy. No, I'm not. I'm a drama school boy. Well, it's the same sort of it's thing, not, isn't it? It's not. It's very different. It's, it's the same. It's, it's a lot not. Of, it's very different. Same sort of wussy children standing there going, Oh, I want to be a tree. Oh, look, I'm a tree. <gasps> Wait today, a Alan... I'm, you... I'm a golf club. No, no, these are Today, you have to do the colour purple. The colour purple? You think, will they do colour purple? All right. What is the colour purple? Well, I, I put my arms well, up be, like that. you become Whoopi Goldberg or no, something? I, no, I, pret- I pretended to be a plum. <laughs> really? <laughs> Was that it? <laughs> But, what but explain to me what that is. I don't understand it's why... It's not. It's, g- people, it's people thinking that's acting and it's, it's reality. Honestly, are all the people who teach you so acting failed actors, so they have to then teach you acting? No, most of them... No, no, the ones that were teaching us at our school were actually very successful ones. You saw on the TV, literally, at the weekends. Yeah. You'd be talked by them during the day, and then come the weekend, you watch them on TV, or they're, or they're on stage somewhere. Apparently, Ollie works in a call centre. And I think it works like Big Brother. If you get through, they pay your bill for the duration. There must be some deal, otherwise how would you, how could you survive? Yeah, Imagine if all of a sudden Stacey goes, listen, I can't, I can't say it, I can't have no money. <laughs> no, you, you wouldn't hear that. So they're either all loaded or, or somebody's loaded. paying. Loaded, somebody's paying for something somewhere. Well, they must be, mustn't they, part of the deal, I suppose. <gasps> Future earnings. Friday. What? Friday. Oh, Friday. Friday. We're going to go to the Frost Fair. Frost Fair. We've decided. Hyde Park. Yeah, Hyde Frost Park. Fair. From four o'clock. Four o'clock. We, Hyde we Park. go up there and have toffee apples and, and sausages on sticks and loads of stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And we thought we'd do that Try on Friday. Try and see if we can get a Friday. posse together. Sorry? Try and see if we can get a posse together. A posse? A posse. Lovely. That'll be nice, won't it? Well, they'll have to we'll do that Friday. first. Because <laughs> I, I went last year to the Frost Fair and I liked it. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Seriously, really excited. Really excited about it. Really? Well, that's great. I love it when Alan's excited. That's sort of, that's sort of acting, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm really excited. Really excited. Oh, really, really excited. Classically trained for that. Sorry, that was stage school. Stage school. You were classically trained. I don't think so. LBC 97.3. Right. Uh, Alex says, wonderful to have another visit by Katie today, but I'm worried that Matthew's had to return to rehab so quickly <laughs> after some of his winners, because yesterday, uh, Red Hot Desert for Alex came sixth out of eight, and he lost two pounds. Uh, and I'm afraid, Katie, natural action third. Hello? No, she's not there. <laughs> so, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> but I was oh, talking to myself, oh, actually. I'll, I'll do it, I'll Would you like to join to pretend to be Katie? So, <laughs> yesterday, Katie, natural action third. Oh, I, well, really well, yeah. That's not Stacy. this is Katie. Oh, sorry, wrong one. From the newsroom. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yes, ro- no, no, yes, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, right, she's going to join us now. I thought it was Stacey, sorry. She's wandering around, I think. So, yesterday... Sorry about that. It's it's all right. (laughs) Yesterday, third. Oh, that's not too bad. No, no, it's it's not good at all. Out of how many? Thirteen. Oh, dear. (laughs) So, you lost two pounds. Okay. So, 55 pounds and nine pence. So, today, Alex is off to Sedgefield. Yeah. The 220 for Hector's house... I remember very well. And you fancy? I'm going to go for the 130 at Southwell, Shadows Lengthen. Shadows Lengthen. I like the sound of that. It sounds a bit sinister. It sounds a bit sinister, but it's got, I think it might have winner stamped on it. Okay, good. So we'll check tomorrow. Okay, brilliant. Right about the same time, I thought. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. She goes, I think she'd forgotten about it. She's all wandered off, poor soul. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll make sure it goes up on the website later. There's a bit in the uh, Daily Mirror today, just very quickly, which is the uh, the 3am girls 
quite clearly will take any old press release and, re- and repeat it. Uh, and they've said here that uh, they reckon that um, Simon Cowell could persuade George Michael to appear on The X Factor. I thought, of course he will. He's got a Christmas single to promote, which I've just pre-ordered because it's very good. I do like it, actually. Out of all the Christmas singles, his is not bad at all. Oh, good. It's very good. Because I'm not sure if, if, he, if George has got a record deal. I know that he doesn't release his albums through the shops anymore, and he closed his website down. But this, this Christmas single's very, very good. So I love the way they go, he could actually be persuaded. Don't be silly, girls. Don't be naive. You know damn well he will be appearing on there. Because that's, that's the thing that you do. You appear on there if you want to appeal to 13 million people and you want to sell your record. Anyway, Darren's with us uh, now. Morning. Morning to you. How much money do you think you could afford to lose in a casino without suing them? 38 pence. Well, there's a man here called Terence Watanabe. Uh, he is, uh, he's decided to take on, in a most unusual case, uh, a casino to court. Uh, he claims he was allowed to play whilst drunk and out of control in violation of gaming rules. How much did he lose? Go on. £77 million. <laughs> <laughs> he is a billionaire, it has to be said. And uh, he, he was losing huge amounts, up to £550,000 a hit. How many chips is that, then? That's a lot. He yeah. did lose £3 million pounds in 24 hours. That's not bad going, is it? It's not it? bad going. £77 million, and he's obviously not well, a happy I'm just, man. I'm just going to make a little sign here. Darren's Casino. Mm. If, if you'd like to come this way... He spe- exactly. Would you, the- yes, would you like to... Uh, Mr Watanabe, would you like to come round to my house? <laughs> I'll happily relieve you of some money very quickly. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? Not bad. Well, anyway... I doubt he's going to win that one, is he? I you don't know. think. Well, in fact, they've all said he, he probably won't. Probably no. very, very unlikely. Last right. week I mentioned Aladdin down at the Hackney Empire. Oh, yeah. Um, I finally went to see it last week, and I think it's probably the best panto in the West End. Oh, sorry, the East End, I should say, for a very, very long time. Right. Tap dancing pandas, talking camel, mm-hmm. and a pandemime at the end. You get it? Yes. Pandemime. Pandemine, thank you, yes. Pandemine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clive Rowe is uh, the dame, and his costumes get more outrageous as the show continues. Yeah. Lots of audience participation, as you can well imagine. And, of course, you get the glory of that beautiful uh, match from the Absolutely. So that's on at the East End. In the West End, we've got the Gruffalo down at the Apollo Theatre. I don't know anything about the Gruffalo. I just remember seeing a children's book with this, this creature on the front of it. It looks like a buffalo standing up, doesn't it? But with a gruff voice. But with a very gruff voice. Yes. That's on until the 17th of January. Mm. The Arts Theatre has reopened after um, many pounds being spent on renovating it, and they're sticking the Christmas Carol in there with Gareth Hale. It didn't get great reviews, that one. I'll tell you for why, because uh, Roger Foss talked about it. And he said it's, it's... What it is, it's Christmas Carol, but in reverse. It's actors playing it, but you see them beforehand talking about playing it. I think uh, it's like that, or they're going to... Whatever it is, it's, he said it, it, it wasn't as good as he wanted it to be. Well, that's on until the 10th of January. Mm. Down at the Beck Theatre in the Hayes, Cinderella. <gasps> at the Rosemary Branch Theatre in Shepparton Road, Dick Whittington, and uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, which I've never seen. Is that a pantomime, Goldilocks and the Three Bears? You see, I uh, always thought that was a fairy tale, as opposed to... But I didn't think it was pantomime, and yet, strangely enough, some of them... I think Humpty Dumpty turned into a pantomime. And I oh, thought, no, it didn't. 
He did. He fell off that wall. Something oh, to do with all the king's horses and all the king's men. How you recreate that on stage, I've got no idea. But uh, but there's the, the so many pantomimes which I th- I thought weren't pantomime. I don't know what the what a true pantomime is. I've no idea, to be quite yeah. honest with you. Because I've, I've seen Jack and the Beanstalk. That's a very tale as well. There's a bloke playing it, I think, down in Portsmouth. He's seven foot seven, and he's actually so playing... He Jack. He's playing, yeah, he's playing Jack. Bit of a problem there, because the giant is two foot six. <laughs> Gonna be a bit odd. But, uh, yeah. no, he's, he's, he's the tallest one they've ever had playing, and he said he's delighted to be playing the giant. I bet he is. Which I thought is quite good, because if you're seven foot seven, not exactly many jobs open to you in, in theatre. because you costume, Bill. Yes. Yeah. They had a picture of him the other day walking through Portsmouth. I think it was Portsmouth. And he's absolutely enormous, so, that, so the kids will be really impressed. Absolutely terrified of their yes. The other thing that worried me was down at Wimbledon, where they've got all these different people doing it, including Pamela Anderson. What on earth Pamela Anderson has been booked to do pantomime for? I've got no idea. One can only hazard a guess that they've completely lost their marbles. This is a woman whose you know, claim to fame is making a let's just call it an adult film, uh, yeah. running up and down a beach, and uh, and the picture they're using is about ten years out of date. Maybe they're trying to attract a. Older male audience. Well, to be honest with you, the kids won't know who she is. I mean, Baywatch hasn't been on the telly for, for well, ages. Also Brian, Brian Blessed's down there, and Paul O'Grady, and yeah. Ruby Wax. But you've got to check which. Uh, and Anita Dobson, they, I think. Anita Dobson as well. Yes, I think the whole and they're all doing a week here, week there, and I'm, I'm thinking perhaps perhaps that's the way forward for pantomime. Imagine the rehearsals. They well, do it every week with a different person. With a different person, exactly. Yeah. And Pamela will be so going. Um, um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps she'll be wearing a bikini just to appease well, the parents. Go down there and boo. Yeah, but dads don't go to pantomime. Well, Mums have to take the kids and sit there while they have to buy a fairy wand and shout and boo and hiss <laughs> and everything. In your bewildered life, perhaps. It's a strange life I'm living in, isn't it? Yeah. I remember going to the Wimbledon Theatre one year for pantomime, and they do they make a fortune selling fairy wands. Yeah, and people sit there and, and they say exactly the same, do they? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I went down with uh, with Chris Jarvis when he was doing pantomime in Bournemouth, and I, I bought one of these things that lit up, and I was waving it over my head and doing the whole bit. That's but I had had a few drinks. The, <laughs> yeah, that's before you got to the theatre, wasn't it? <laughs> that's exactly. Nothing to do with the theatre. That was, I'm just telling you, that's what I bought. <laughs> anyway, so lo- loads of pantos to check out. And a lot more. We'll have a few more next week as well. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. See you on Sunday? Yes, yes. We weren't quite sure where we were going with that one, but uh, Darren will be back with us on Sunday. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Hugh Grant is talking to the papers today on why he's single. He says, I fear I'll end up a sad, lonely old man and won't find love actually. I think it's quite clever. I think it's quite a clever Mm. little play on words. Isn't that good? No. I think it's very good. Uh, Kelly Brook was out of the town the other day without her makeup on. Still looks good, but she did have bags under her eyes. There's nothing you can do about bags under your eyes. You can get have surgery for it, I would you? never have surgery. It's the most dangerous part of your body. The most sensitive is the skin around your eyes. Yes. And so, you know, to, I mean, people have it plumped up with all sorts but of things. But you can have pieces. things done if you want it. Yes. Yes. I wouldn't. I mean, have you ever had surgery? No. No. Would you ever consider it? No. Well, no, because your... I'd, like to, I'd like to grow old, you know, gracefully. And so you are. But no, seriously, <laughs> so I, well, you I, are. Don't, I don't see the point of cosmetic surgery. I don't get it. I, well, I, I think it's... Um, I don't know, I think it's like people having tattoos. It's like David Beckham. You look at David, covered in these tattoos, and it's so naff. It is naff. It is naff. Women. I saw a bloke the other day putting his, his pram onto the bus. And on his neck, he had his name written, but in script. And I thought, what do you look like? The thing is, when you turn 40, that's going to look terrible. 
Exactly. Well, when you turn 30, it looks terrible. Well, no, maybe not 30. We did see a guy. There was a guy walking through Twickenham the other day. His whole face was tattooed. Oh, I don't get it. Walking along with his wife. His whole face? I've never seen like it. I don't get it at all. It is odd, but that's an addiction. Students are addicted to it when they have those shapes and weird sort of um, barbed wire around their, um, yeah. around their arms. I don't but get see, it. Years ago, it used to be people in the army had tattoos, and you'd have mum, dad, and then the name of your girlfriend, Tracy, or something like that etched on there and that would be it and you knew somebody was in the army nowadays you see like Lloyd on the television on X Factor at 16 with tattoos I can't believe they're allowed to get a tattoo well they're not it's supposed to be 18 oh is it yes I thought it was 18 that's what I I heard it was 18 perhaps he's managed to find somewhere that does it under the counter or on top of the counter or over something but I mean they shouldn't have to what what family allows somebody to have a tattoo at 16 it's totally beyond me it's like you see little boys nowadays at 3 and 4 5 with pierced ears pierced ears Four and five-year-olds. What sort of parents allow children to have pierced ears? Yeah, exactly. Boys. Don't mind girls having it done, but not boys. Oh, we're so old-fashioned. Uh, 84850, steve at A little bit more from Alan coming up in a moment. Oh, joy. Great to see you. <laughs> and uh, Christmas greetings. Oh, yes. To everybody. To everybody. One to, and all. Yes. God bless us, everyone. Quarter to seven. News headlines, Katie Radley. Thanks, Steve. The head of the British Army. Steve. Don't forget, uh, on Wednesday, pre-budget statement day, LBC's political correspondent Tom Cheel will be reporting into James O'Brien and uh, Jenny Barnett. Next week, it's guest editor week on Nick Ferrari at breakfast. Several high-profile politicians, journalists and campaigners having their say on the topics. Woohoo! This morning, it's the Royal Editor of The Express. This is Camilla Tominay. He'll be in looking at the papers. They're talking about comments made by Rod Little about black men being responsible for the majority of violent crime in London. And so they'll be talking to Rod Little about that. And uh, in Sue Carroll's column today, she says, Christmas around the corner. Because I heard this comment the other day and I thought it was a bit odd. Christmas around the corner, families are struggling, money lenders and loan sharks making a mint, and part of the core of steelworks in the northeast is closing, adding £1,700 to the jobless... 1,700 people to the jobless total. But does that stop Cherie Blair bleating about her money worries? No. Cherie Blair, the other day, sitting on a £12 million property empire. Her husband, who just recently got £90,000 for a 20-minute speech. And yet she tells a glossy upmarket magazine, it's nice to be comfortable, but I'll probably never stop worrying that I've got enough. What? You can't believe the stupidity at all. Doesn't anything, writes Sue Carroll, in her razor-sharp legal brain, tell her this is not a good time to whine about her fear of ending up down to her last couple of million. I mean, just... She lost the plot. Just, quite clearly, yes. Um, <laughs> there's one here... Now, you don't want me to repeat this one, do you? I've had a thing from a friend of mine who is, uh, who's had surgery. Oh, right, yes. Who has had surgery uh, and enjoyed it. How can you enjoy surgery? Very... Well, just... As he... Enjo- um, I'm assuming it's a he. Yes, it as, is a he. Has, has he... Um, is yeah. he saying he enjoys the... what? has happened because of the surgery, or not actually the surgery itself. Put it this way, the most difficult thing if you're on television is losing your looks. And the problem, once you go into Eamon Holmes mode, there is a slight problem that you're in free fall. There is a bit of a problem there because what you need to do with Eamon is suck most of this fat out. That's why whenever you look at Eamon, his jackets, and it's very clever designing, look at it next time, they're exceptionally long to cover the bulk because he eats... Pies. Now, I know this from somebody who 
had been with him. So this person, who I'm talking about, has had surgery because of the competition. There you are. Look, look, if proof were needed. If proof were needed. (laughs) Bloated man. So if proof were needed, you need to have surgery to get work on television. Because once your looks start going, and God knows there's a classic example... You don't get the you're gigs. Not, you're not answering my question. Mm. I'm saying, he says, you said, he says he enjoys it, or he enjoyed surgery. I think, well, I don't think you enjoy the surgery. That's I what I'm saying. What it's you it's enjoy, what happens after. It's the after. It's not when you first have it done, because you look like you've been in a car crash. Yeah. I mean, your face is blackened, because what they've done is, they've actually sort of cut. So you would never consider surgery at all, ever? It's Dale, actually. But, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, he has had surgery. And right. he's had corrective things. But then, you see, I knew him when he was... Humongous. Mm. I mean, he was he was fat boy. I mean, strangely enough, well, I, I know was, he's talked about it. Yeah. I've seen I've seen some of the videos. I, I was thin boy. That's why I'm in his book with my shirt off. Wouldn't do it anywhere else. And uh, yeah, but he's got he's got himself trim and in shape. Yeah. and and you. Um, but he had walk, surg- but he walk. had but he had the facelift. He had the surgery, and he went to it, and he he likes it. He likes he likes the uh, the end result. He's doing very well with it. Yeah, looks very good. With but it. that's what you have to. But you have to have that in America. It's considered quite normal. It's only over here they don't consider it that normal. And people sort of say, "Oh, you've had surgery." Well, every, Cliff Richards had Botox. People have loads of things. Right. I wouldn't do it. No. Well, then I'm really... on the TV. No, exactly. So I don't need it. There isn't any pressure on you. Unless I'm gorgeous. Well, you're not really. No, I but I mean, it doesn't... No, you're not. I am. No, you're not. You don't... You can just... No, believe you me, you're not. Trust me, I am. No. <laughs> but you see... But, but for certain people on television, you've got to make the best of yourself. Of course. And if you don't make the best of yourself and look after yourself, and bearing in mind, for Dale, it came late. But, but, surely, the older you get on television, the less necessary it is. Because I would have thought that when you get to not a certain age... Not with high age, definition around the corner. No, no, but I would have thought with a certain age, the, the lines and the wrinkles give you a little bit of a distinguished air to the character. Yes. Surely. Yes, but the difference is, if it's, it's only, it's the Botox which takes away the thing. So Simon Cowell cannot move his face. But you can, yeah, but you can overdo it with that Botox, yeah. as you say, because we both know somebody who can't frown or he says, smile he or says, anything. He says, I don't enjoy it. Well, you just said he did. No, he, he enjoys the end result. You don't enjoy actually having somebody cutting your face open with knives well, and stitching everything else. That's what I mean. That's what, I mean. I, that's what I said. He said, it's got to be done. It. There's no choice. The camera never lies. And the trouble is, now we're going into HD, the makeup has now changed... And so what they do now, they, it's finely sprayed, because you're going to see all sorts of people on the television, and it will affect mainly women, I would think, who have been used to sort of being done in soft... High definition is going to be so unforgettable. But how, how do you know when to go into the knife? At what point do you suddenly look at yourself and you go, know, it's you time? Know. Or do you go to somebody and say, right, you all tell right, me when right, it's right, time to go? Put, pull your fingers, you know, by the side of your ears and just pull back. I don't need to. I'm no, but just, just do that now. Just anyway. do that now. Just pull back. I'm pulling back. OK, you need to go today. No, I right, don't! Right, there are other stories in the papers. <laughs> You so do. You so do. Uh, does it need Five to be a new inquest? Steve. Sorry, Sorry? Hmm? Sorry, Steve, what? What did you say? I wouldn't have cosmetic surgery. No. But only because I'm frightened of things like that. I don't... Not because you think it would improve the looks in any way. But it's I don't... because you're scared. Um... I, I, it would, See, I wouldn't want you to go and have cosmetic surgery. Well, it wouldn't be your like... decision. No, oh, I know it wouldn't, but what I'm trying to say is I, th- I don't think it's necessary for certain people and you've got a distinguished look and you shouldn't have it. What does that mean? You've got a distinguished look. You have. You've got an, oh, a nice, distinguished look about yourself. No, no sure you're seriously. Being, yeah. I'm being. I'm being complimentary here. I'd like to. I mean, I, I, w- I would. I would like to uh, to lose weight. Right. But would you do it via surgery or just by? Well, that's the only trouble. You see, I've seen people who've done it via surgery. There's a bit too much of me where they literally cut it all out and everything, else, or liposuction where they stick a needle in. Yeah. The size of would a you Uber. ever consider that? No, not in a million years. But you wouldn't be awake though. 
No, but I've seen it being done on the television. I cringe. I only have to watch somebody producing a hypodermic on the television, and I look away, and yet I do it every day. No, but day. if somebody said to you, you can fall... Hate it. You can fall asleep... Yeah. ...and wake up... Mm. ...and have lost all this weight, and you wouldn't consider it. Um, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very... It's a difficult one. So though. if I gave you for a Christmas present... Liposuction. <laughs> I'd think you were being rude. <laughs> I would. I would think you were being rude. No, so you don't need to lose weight. I mean, that, that, I do need you to lose don't. weight. Michael Winner told me I did. Michael Winner told me I was fat. Michael Winner looks anorexic at the moment. <laughs> but he told... No, he actually, he's now... He's the right shape. No, he looks well. He does. He, he, actually, he does look good. But I, I promise but he's you... Another, he's another example of somebody yeah. who's ageing gracefully and looks very distinguished the older he gets. Hmm. The interesting thing is that Dale says everyone loves to see a celeb go downhill... Simply can't risk it. Wrinkles cost gigs. Really? See, that's well, because people expect that. you to look good. You go out there. When I went to the Water Rats do, everybody looked good there. I was the only person who didn't look that great. I mean, everybody looked good. All the women, beautifully made up, hair done. Mm. You know, my hair doesn't take a lot. I wanted to put rollers in and stuff like that. But, you know, one roller looks a bit silly in the middle of the head. A bit like Tintin. And, and women can put makeup on and make themselves look glamorous. So Dale's saying Men wrinkles are costing, can cost you work. Absolutely. You go out it's to somewhere, sh- shame, and one though, thing people will be saying is, oh, God, it look old. Doesn't it look old? It's a shame, though, that that's the case. It, it is a shame, but we've now become so body conscious. I mean, you quite clearly don't, don't worry too much about your body. Um, Whatever. No, but you don't need to. You're lucky. I don't need to. I know I'm lucky. No, you are. I'm you exactly where I should be. You, <laughs> are, I'm you are at that stage in your life where... Stop it. Well, there's just no going back, you can't is there? Criticize. When people see I me cannot. now, they know me. Yeah. Because they realise, you know, that you're telling me. Well, they see you on, on Friday, the, the Frost Fair. Frost Fair, Friday. Friday, Frost Fair. Fossy. Uh, if you want to, to get a salmon for three quid, normally it would fall off the back of a lorry, but if you go to Asda, that's what they're charging now a whole frozen Alaska salmon How much? for three pounds. Three pounds. Three pounds. I think it comes with head and everything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell Alan, the minute I retire, I'm going to eat and get fatter and love every minute of it. So there you go. I'll you buy, see, I'll you buy do the it, meal. You I'll do buy it, the first meal. I'll buy the first meal. You do it, do it for the job. You do it for the job. Alan, always a pleasure to see you. Always a pleasure That's to see you That's a showbiz expression. I mean it, of course. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you back very soon. You will indeed. Look forward to that. Can't Don't forget wait. to podcast, everybody. Thank you for your company. Have a lovely day. Wrap up warm. Nick Ferrari and his guests are with you after the news at 7 o'clock this morning. But here is today's business update. And this morning, it's Katie Radley. Thanks, Steve. High Street stores had a disappointing...